Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, December 28th, 2018. I am Dave Biddle, along with Steve Hellwagon, here in sunny Los Angeles. We're on West Coast time. We are uh, bringing you the Bucknuts Morning 5 about three hours later than usual. Hey, we're three hours uh, behind you guys right now as we prepare for the Rose Bowl here, prepare to cover the Rose Bowl. Steve, Ohio State has a practice here in about an hour and a half that we're going to cover. I guess the biggest news that came out of the practice a couple days ago was that Thayer Munford was not practicing. That doesn't mean he's not going to play in the game, but it does mean he's questionable at least. Just your thoughts on what you're hearing on Thayer Munford. Yeah, I think that would be a tremendous blow, obviously, to Ohio State to not have their left tackle. Uh, Josh Olibe has filled in at various points in the year when Munford has had to go down uh, for a prolonged period of time, and that would definitely hurt Ohio State because they've done a great job of keeping Dwayne Haskins clean in the pocket. The sacks have basically uh, become non-existent down the stretch. Early in the season, there were issues with pass protection, but as the season wore on, they just did an outstanding job. I That position group in and of itself, Dave, to me, made as many strides as any on this team. I think uh, the linebacker group by the end of the year was serviceable, whereas at the beginning of the year, they were you know useless. So I would say those two areas probably came on as much as anything uh, on the team. And, and if Thayer Mumford can't go, at least you know you have a guy in Olive who has been in there in some tight situations and handled his business. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Perhaps he only plays part of the game. Hard to say, but the big picture is that uh, he comes back next year and has kind of an all-Big Ten, quasi-all-American season, I think, at left tackle for Ohio State. They didn't get a lot of the credit this year for the huge numbers that they put up, but uh, I think next year everybody's going to know their name. Uh, you know, obviously it remains to be seen what Haskins is going to do, but I think uh, certainly he's positioned to have a, a great uh, college career. That's a great point, Steve. And, you know, a lot of people just assume that Greg Schiano, excuse me, that Greg Stadraw was going to lose his job, or at least that his job was in trouble. Do you feel like that he has saved his job? He obviously was a good friend of, of Urban, still is a good friend of Urban. Now with Ryan Day taking over, do you feel like um, that Stadraw has saved his job? Yeah, I think uh, Ryan Day is not going to be looking uh, to have wholesale openings on this staff. I think he wants some continuity, and I think it is a possibility that Studrawa would now be retained. I'm not sure how that factors into the recruitment of Doug Nestor, if he is just uh, disillusioned by the fact that Urban Meyer is not going to be there, period, and wants to look around at some other schools or what the situation is or if he is basing everything he's doing on Ohio State having Stu Drawa going forward. So uh, to me, I think that's kind of an interesting situation that we'll be watching uh, going forward, uh, who who is going to be retained and who is not. And uh, I think Stu Drawa, with the way the offensive line played down the stretch, uh, certainly deserves a, a look to come back, I think, for next year, maintain that continuity. Uh, and you have to decide if Michael Jordan comes back 
back is the best lineup for this team at center for him, or should he move back to guard and allow some of the other guys to play? Wyatt Davis obviously will start this game in place of Demetrius Knox, who's out for the year. So uh, kind of a transition period for the offensive line, but at the same time, uh, you can see that the future stars already lining up to, to replace the guys uh, who are leaving. Yeah, Mike Jordan's an interesting one. That's one that I think he's going to come back for his senior year next year, but he, you know, he could leave. I mean, he was named first-team All-American by one outlet. I, I don't think – I know our friends at Pro Football Focus didn't think he played like at an All-American level this year. He played well, but not crazy good like maybe some of the uh, All-American lists would have you believe. And he wasn't a unanimous All-American or even like a consensus All-American. It was just one outlet. I can't remember what it was. Uh, one of the magazines named him first-team All-American. But if you had to guess right now, Steve, um, do you think Mike Jordan's going to come back for his senior year? year well i hate to waffle and say it's 50 50 but I, I would probably lean toward him coming back i've heard no indications that uh he's he wants to leave uh i think previously that may have been the case but you see him at an event like uh, yesterday the lawry's beef bowl he's got the biggest smile on his face <laughs> and is enjoying every minute of this so uh i think he's kind of in, in a lot of ways uh changed his life it seems to me from where you know maybe there were some uh sketchy things going on at one point and you know you think about background and everything else and yet I think now uh, he is positioned as you said to come back next year and, and be a position for all American honors and you know possibly make himself a first round NFL draft pick it's that consistency that really sets the best of the best apart and I think that that is what maybe he'll be searching for if he comes back next year it's kind of weird to talk about this with us being getting ready to go out to practice and watch this team prepare for the Rose Bowl, but Justin Fields is, I know every Buckeye fan listening to this show wants to hear about Justin Fields. And, you know, I don't think we have anything really new to bring you, but because nothing's going to happen until after the bowl game one way or the other. If he stays at Georgia, if he transfers or transfers somewhere other than Ohio State, or if he transfers to Ohio State, it's not going to happen until after the bowl season. But it's going to happen really quick after the bowl season. And right now, Steve, if I had to guess from everything that I've read, everything I've heard, just piecing everything together, using common sense with some of the things that have happened, I think Justin Fields is going to transfer to Ohio State. I think he will be a buck. I know will he be eligible right away? We'll find out. But I do think uh, he's going to try and be eligible right away. And I think Justin Fields is going to try and be a Buckeye. Yeah, I think that that seems to be where things are headed. And obviously, he wants to do the right thing by Georgia and get through this game. And, uh, you know, it is kind of a, a questionable situation. You think about he picked them knowing that Fromm was there. I mean, that's the first thing. And so he sat behind him this year and, and learned and got some drips and drabs here and there. Uh, I think the infamous fake punt against Alabama, they put him in there for that. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I, I want to see more. Our Georgia folks from uh, 24-7 Sports will be all over this story uh, after the Sugar Bowl to see if he has anything to announce at that point. Uh, things have to happen pretty quickly, though. If he's coming to Ohio State immediately to go through spring ball, uh, the winter semester starts January the 7th. I know this because I have two uh, students of my own uh, who are sophomores at OSU, uh, the, the winter break this year is kind of truncated. It, it started mid-month in years past, but this year, because however the calendar lays, uh, Ohio State starts the term January 7th. So even the guys who are going to the All-American Bowls that week into the 5th and 6th have a quick turnaround if they're enrolling at Ohio State. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Fields does. Um, it seems like he's coming to Ohio State. The bigger question for me is how does he get eligible? I think that that is 
is a sketchy situation, to say the least, that uh, they have any kind of grounds for a hardship waiver. A guy from Georgia going to Ohio State, leaving Georgia, and uh, trying to be eligible next year on whatever grounds that they may have, I just I, I don't see it. So uh, perhaps they'll bend some type of NCAA legislation in their favor, but uh, I find that to be uh, just kind of sketchy at best that that's going to happen. But stranger things have happened. We remember last year with Shea Patterson, it seemed open and shut, and it took them until roughly late April or May, sometime there, to get an indication from the NCAA that he would be eligible to play. And that involved uh, improprieties at Ole Miss, where you figured everybody that left there would be immediately eligible because of the probation. So uh, that situation doesn't exist here either. So I don't know. I guess we'll see what kind of fancy footwork uh, the Fields family. Fancy footwork for Fields family. That's a, that's pretty good. That's as good as it gets. We'll see what kind of fancy footwork they come up with. All right, last thing. We brought up Stud earlier. Let's talk about Greg Schiano. He met with the media yesterday, and it depends on how you, how you interpret the interview. We had some people thinking, oh, Schiano knows that he's moving on. He's laying the groundwork. Some people like interpreted that interview, Steve, as Schiano thinks he's staying on. We have a thread on the Front Row message board right now with uh, a Front Row uh, message board subscriber saying that they believe Schiano's sticking around. I don't know. If I had to guess, I think that there's going to be a shakeup on the staff and the defensive staff, and more than Billy Davis is going to go. I think Billy Davis is going to go and, and probably Probably Shiano as well, but who knows? I mean, I don't know that for a fact. What do you think is going to happen with Shiano? I think it's interesting. Obviously, he was Urban Meyer's friend. Does that translate to him being Ryan Day's friend? I know Ryan Day, when he was the head coach early in the season, really credited Greg Shiano for helping that transition. And uh, in some ways, you could have regarded them as the co-head coaches. Uh, one of the funny moments, I think, was the Oregon State game. When they gave up the second long run, you could see Ryan Day kind of angle down to that end of the field nest. Greg Schiano, exactly what am I going to have to tell these people after the game about <laughs> what exactly we were trying to do on defense on those two plays? And then obviously uh, it didn't stop there. They gave up the, the long uh, run against TCU. Uh, they gave up uh, just long, five plays of 50 yards or longer by Maryland against Ohio State. People wonder, how did that game get to overtime? It's because Ohio State's defense was pathetically awful. This is a historic uh, season in terms of points and yards allowed. They're going to set records for both by the time the Rose Bowl. They've already given up more points than any Ohio State team in history, and they're something like 80 yards away from giving up the most yards. And so, you know, if he decides he wants to clean house, and start over, he'd be well within his rights. I think the other things to think about was this was a defense in transition with so many new starters. And the last thing is our Oklahoma site is reporting that Ryan Grinch may or may not have been contacted by Lincoln Riley or Oklahoma to take over the defensive coordinator position there. They're looking at the co-defensive coordinator from Alabama uh, who's in this mix as well and then Ryan Grinch. So I think Ryan Day is going to have to make uh, some very quick decisions if he doesn't already have it mapped out in his mind where this thing's headed because if they want to hang on to Grinch they may have to make him the primary defensive coordinator and bid adieu to Greg Schiano and, and you know he, he served Ohio State well to get through kind of a bridge but uh, they got to play better defense than that if they expect to win it all next year. 
Well, thanks very much to Steve Hellwagon for his wisdom on this edition of the Bucknuts Morning 5 here from Los Angeles. Again, we're going to be covering Ohio State's practice uh, here in about uh, an hour and a half or so, or at least we'll be leaving in an hour and a half or so. Uh, so we'll keep it locked to Bucknuts for all the coverage from practice today, interviews. Obviously, we have media day on Sunday. We have offensive interviews tomorrow. So plenty of stuff to get you ready for the Rose Bowl. So keep it locked to Bucknuts. Again, thanks to Steve Hellwagon and thanks to all listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate it. Hope you have a great day and a great weekend. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best in band in the land.